Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 36. Guess what? It's a great big world out there, and you don't have to be scared, because it's all yours for the taking. I know that your dreams are big and bright, and God gave you this life to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is William D. Parker welcoming you to another episode of Principal Matters Podcast, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week... I try to share innovative, inspiring, and imaginative ideas for school leaders looking to grow in their service to their school communities. This week, I want to share with you a reality check. Uh, I want to talk about four suggestions, simple suggestions for observing teachers. Uh, Maybe you're like me, and you have a number of teachers uh, for whom you're responsible to evaluate and observe throughout the year. And it's a great relationship when you have a staff with whom you trust uh, to take care of kids and to provide an, uh, amazing instruction. But it's also the responsibility of a school leader to set the tone and to communicate expectations and then to inspect what we expect. And so I want to share uh, some some ideas with you that have just helped me in managing the the process of, of ser- observing teachers and, and giving them effective feedback. If uh, you're interested in other resources that I share with school leaders each week, please check out my website at williamdparker.com. Uh, if you want to subscribe for my weekly updates, I also send out an, a weekly email, and you can subscribe at my website to receive a free ebook that I share called Eight Hats Essential Roles for School Leaders. Check that out there, or check out my book, Principal Matters The Motivation, Action, and Courage Needed for School Leadership, at my website or at amazon.com. You know, I have a lot of friends who are good golfers, and um, I wish I could say I'm one of them. But even though I'm not a good golfer, I can usually spot one when I see one, because usually he or she is the one who gets the ball in the hole with the fewest strokes. And there's one observation that I've made about great golfers. The greatest golfers, most of them still receive some kind of coaching. And Even though teaching is often a solitary profession, um, teachers deserve coaching too. You know, a teacher may have hundreds of students um, that they see on a daily basis, but often they're the only adult in a room. And even those of us who often do our work outside of the observation of peers or advisors can benefit from coaching. So if you're not a teacher, um, you can benefit from coaching too. But I want to talk specifically about how school leaders can provide coaching to teachers. So let me first start with a reality check. One spring, uh, one of my teachers shared with me some genuine disappointment in the lack of meaningful follow-through that I was giving her after visiting her classroom. Now, I'll be honest, I don't like criticism, uh, but this was constructive criticism that was honest, and it was very helpful. And I had to acknowledge to myself that although I had completed all my formal observations in her room, even though we had done follow-up, I wasn't necessarily giving her helpful feedback. And I also recognized how I had been mismanaging my time in classrooms by responding to emergency situations that were happening throughout the day, conflict resolutions, requests for meetings by parents, while thinking that my teachers would just simply understand if my time's with them, had to be rescheduled. 
Now, there are some things that are simply unavoidable. And, and you know that if you're in school leadership. But I also had to acknowledge that I needed to make some new commitments to prioritize time with my teachers and follow up with them. And I'm still learning these lessons. So as I thought through that honest and helpful feedback, I began to ask myself, what are some changes that I can make to implement some new steps? And, um, and these are steps that I've been implementing since that conversation. So let me just share with you four takeaways from my goals in helping coach teachers or helping observe and evaluate teachers that may be helpful to you too. So let's, let's dive right in. Number one, schedule visits for the entire school year in advance. Now, I know that a lot of principals like the idea of surprise visits, but I have decided in advance that I want my teachers to know windows of time when I'm going to be in their room. Now, I don't schedule the exact day in a year in advance that I'm going to be in the room, but I let them know in a one-week in a one-week observation range, you can expect me on this date. And later in the year, in this one-week observation range, you can expect me during this time. Um, you know, for years, I had... Um, already been scheduling my visits with teachers in advance, but I took this suggestion from a team member to create a calendar that reflect that reflected a commitment range, communicating ahead of time to scheduled teachers that I would be visiting sometime during that designated one-week period. Now, the advantage for me of scheduling it in, it, this in advance within a week period helps the teachers have my visits on the radar, but tying the flexibility to any day that week um, helps both the teacher and me to communicate back and forth on times that we might want to avoid. Like, for instance, I'm not really interested in spending a classroom period in a teacher's classroom where students are simply assessing the whole hour. And although I want to walk through my classes and see teachers teaching, I want to make sure I'm doing formal observations where I can spend an entire class time or most of a class time in a period with the teacher. I also want to be able to have good follow-up afterwards. So scheduling this one-week window allows me not to feel as guilty about the other unexpected meetings or circumstances that sometimes shift my schedule, and teachers also appreciate the pre-observation communication. So now when I'm in a classroom, I can focus better on the moment that is at hand. So suggestion number one, schedule your visits for the entire school year in advance, but set them in one-week observation ranges. Number two, watch and take notes as a first priority and make your observation forms a secondary priority. If you're like me, you're tempted to start immediately by checking off boxes or looking at your notes, but don't forget the most important reason that you're in a classroom, and that's for meaningful feedback. So resist the urge to just complete a task and just watch and listen and learn what's happening in that classroom. As you're watching and listening and learning, then when you start taking notes, they have meaning. If you, if you start with note-taking initially, then um, you may find yourself unable to grasp what's really happening in a room. When I have a good grasp of the actions taking place in a room, then I can begin filling in relevant areas on my observation form because I have a better sense of the context that's happening. So I know that's just common sense, but sometimes we can jump straight to the to-dos and forget the, the main reason we're there. Later, when I'm following up with a teacher, face-to-face -face for feedback. I can go back through their entire teaching scenario. Then we can talk about the observation form. So the observation form isn't uh, my end goal. It's a tool that reinforces suggestions and redirections or questions or compliments on their teaching. Number three, use technology to support 
but not replace interaction. One of the errors that I began to make whenever I was using a lot of technology for feedback was that I was beginning to rely too heavily on my written or electronic follow-ups with teachers. And all that, that documentation is very important. Nothing can replace a meaningful face-to-face -face conversation. So I have learned some powerful questions to ask in discussions that help bring out the things that end up on that observation form. So here, here are a few questions you could ask that should or better ask face-to-face. -face. For instance, um, what do you believe is working well for you in your classes right now? Or what are some challenges you're facing this year? Or where do you think um, you would like to see growth? Now, these are not gotcha questions. These are genuine attempts to interact with the questions or the roadblocks or the challenges that teachers are facing so that we can explore answers together and learn together. Number four, divide and delegate. I know this is like a no-brainer, but if you have the privilege of sharing your school leadership with an assistant principal or assistant principals, then sh make sure you've shared the responsibilities of observing and evaluating. Now, I know I'm speaking to solo principals who don't have that luxury, but sometimes the size of your staff will dictate the, the existence of someone who can assist and help. And observing teachers and giving feedback should require time. So rely on your teammates to help you. Not only can assistant administrators help, uh, but other staff members can be actually handling some of your other to-dos that may free up more time for you and your assistants to be in the classroom. So how can you rely on other team members to manage some of your to-dos so that you can focus more on observations? Let me give an example. Throughout my building, we have lots of maintenance requests. We have lots of requests for technology that come through a help desk, which immediately go to the principal. That principal is res uh, responsible to look at those requests and then forward them on to the appropriate person. On an average day, I might receive 9, 12, 15 of those requests via email. Unless I want to sit in my office all day and answer email, I've got to figure out a way for someone else to help me manage this. So my school secretary and I have set up preferences on my email. So when those maintenance or technology requests come through, they go straight from my inbox to hers. She reviews them, forwards them on to the appropriate person. If there's something I need to review, and she knows which areas that I would want to see, she holds them for me to look at when I'm back in my office. Relying on, relying on other people to help manage some of those smaller tasks, free up time for you to do the thing that you should be doing most, which is instructional coaching or providing leadership in areas that only you can provide. So let's wrap this up. Teachers really are the most valuable resource that we have for student success. When you look at the research, it is undeniable that the most significant person in a student's life for them to show growth is their teacher. The second most important person in that building is the principal. But the teacher's influence comes before your own. And the, but even the most talented teachers among us still need and deserve meaningful feedback and coaching because we can all improve and we can all grow. And doing this requires us to think, to schedule advance with flexibility, to observe for understanding before we start giving written feedback, to maximize our face-to-face -face interactions, and give meaningful feedback in those. And they're relying on other people to help when, with other areas that may create more opportunities for us to be with teachers. So now it's your turn. What are some other suggestions that you have for providing meaningful feedback to your team members? Before I wrap up today, I want to do a quick shout out to my friends 
um, and school leaders in Oklahoma. If you're listening to this uh, release uh, in September, then let me encourage you to go over to the site for COSA, our school um, administrators association at ccosa.org, and sign up for the monthly webinars that I'll help them host uh, called Brunch and Learn. This is for COSA members, uh, and it's free. Uh, you can sign up there, and um, I will be connecting on webinars throughout uh, uh, this month and, and each month uh, this school year to talk about leadership issues that affect your schools. I'm so looking forward to that opportunity. Uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of Principal Matters. I hope that you are having a fantastic school year, and I just want to remind you again that what you do matters. If you would like more free resources, please check please check out my website at williamdparker.com. I'll be so glad to send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Rules for School Leaders. Or you can check out my book, Principal Matters, The Motivation, Courage, and Action Needed for School Leaders on my website or at Amazon.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.